Thank you, Lord. Turn with me, please, in the Scripture this evening. I want to teach just a little bit, and we'll see what else the Lord would direct. John, the third chapter. If you didn't bring a Bible with you this evening, we have extra Bibles. We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. Hold up your hand if you didn't bring a Bible tonight. Use one of ours. Turn to John, Gospel account of John. Third chapter. Now, this is still Holy Ghost meeting. Don't get heady on me. (laughs) Don't try to take too many notes. We, uh, We need mind renewal to cooperate with the Spirit properly. And uh, I believe the Lord has been uh, guiding us and directing us, developing us from the very first service in this church to this point, right? And we're not to assume what we're going to do this year and next year. The Lord tears is coming, but we want to find His plan. And we know it'll be, if we follow Him fully, It'll be exceeding abundantly above what we thought or even knew to ask. He is wonderful, wonderful. And the world, including the the church people, are so hungry to see the reality of God, to experience the goodness of God. People are so hungry. And there are reasons why people are not experiencing Him like they should, uh, including all of us. And so let's look at some things tonight that I believe are key in what's coming. John 3, John 3, Jesus was visited by a man. In the nighttime, anybody remember the story? Man came to see him, wanted to talk about the miracles in his ministry, and uh, he was very different from most of his contemporaries, rulers of the Jews, in that he acknowledged that God had to be involved in what Jesus was doing. And it's probably one reason why he was there at night, because hardly anybody else thought that. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I say to you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. See the kingdom of God. See the kingdom of God. Hold that place and go to Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Hebrews 12 and 14. Hold your place in John, please. Hebrews 12 and 14. He said, follow peace with all men and holiness. Somebody say holiness. Without which no man shall see the Lord. 
He said, unless you're born again, Jesus said, you, you won't see the kingdom of God. Here it said, without holiness, you won't see the Lord. Now, I think, by and large, people have understood that to mean you won't go to heaven. But that's not what he said. What did he say? He said, you won't what? You won't see the kingdom of God. And here he said, you won't what? See the Lord. Now, certainly you reject the Lord out of hand and don't receive him. Well, you're not going to be saved. And you're not going to make heaven. But this is bigger than that. If he had wanted to say, you won't make heaven, that's what he would have said. Right? How many know he said it right? But so many times our thinking has been so narrow. And maybe we've seen this much of it. But there's all this that goes with it. But we need to take it literally. You want what? See. 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 Now when it comes to flowing with the Holy Spirit, that's the first thing that has to happen. You have to see Him. I'm not talking about having visions. I'm not talking about being caught up to heaven and seeing the Lord with your eyes. But how can you yield to the Holy Spirit until you know what He's saying and what He's leading to do? That's the first step. You've got to see Him. You've got to know what He's saying and you've got to know which way He's leading. And that's where a big part of the problem has come in. We've got millions of believers that don't even try to live a spiritual life. They've just given up. They've just believed the lies. And sometimes their own spouses, their own family have told them, you know, you're just not very spiritual. And they go, yeah, I know it. I just, you know, I work a job. I love the Lord. I, I'm not spiritual. I don't claim to be. You're supposed to be. I said, you're supposed to be. And it's too easy to just go, well, I'm not a preacher. I'm not a great prayer. I'm not a faith man. You know, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a Christian. I just love the Lord. You're supposed to be a spiritual man or woman, whether you ever preach the sermon or not. And you're supposed to walk in the Spirit. Every one of us is. This hasn't been taught enough. Understanding of it is too lacking. What did he say in John 3? Go back there, please. Except a man be born again. He cannot see. The, he cannot see. See, without holiness, you won't see. Before we can yield to the Lord, follow the Lord, what, do we, what has to happen? We've got to see him. We've got to see what He's saying, what he, which way He's leading. We have to be aware of Him. We have to know what He's wanting to do. I mean, we, we're saying we're having Holy Ghost meetings on Friday night, Holy Ghost services. That's all great and good. What's, how do you have Holy Ghost service? Well, you can't have one without the Holy Ghost. Right? You could have something. 
But it wouldn't really be a Holy Ghost service. What's, what's the most important key in Holy Ghost service? You got it. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Well, what if you and I are not even half aware of the Holy Spirit? We can't have a Holy Ghost service. What if we don't know what He's saying or what He's wanting to do? You can't follow what you can't see. Right? So first step, we've got to see. Why don't more people see more? Why aren't more people? Follow the Holy Spirit and be led by the Spirit. I, I don't know if you realize it, but we are in the minority. I'm talking, not just talking about our, our, our little church here, but the group of people that actually believe in being led by the Spirit. And following the witness of the Spirit are in a small minority. I see people all the time, and they've never heard about being led by the Spirit. I've had person after person tell me in different meetings and on the road, so until I heard you teach this, I never heard, nobody ever told me. I've been in church for 40 years. Nobody ever told me I was supposed to be led by the Spirit. This is terrible. It means the church has lost some things through the generations. Well, you and I can learn and walk in the Spirit. Can't we? He said, you can't see. And he goes on to, Jesus is talking here, he goes on to say, verse 5, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of Spirit is Spirit. Said out loud, flesh, flesh. and spirit. spirit. Say it again, flesh, flesh. And, spirit. and Spirit. Say it again, flesh, flesh. And, spirit. and Spirit. Is there more to life than flesh? What is flesh? Let's identify these things. What is flesh? The Holy Spirit is obviously spirit. What is flesh? This. Flesh is material. Flesh is what you're sitting on. Flesh is what you're wearing. Hmm? Flesh is your body. Flesh is the earth. Flesh is the house you live in. Flesh is the material life. Carnal, flesh, worldly, sometimes are used interchangeably. Is there another realm beside this one? Do most people live their entire lives... Only aware of this. Yes. yes. And that's the problem. That's the problem. Go with, You're there in John. Go over to the 16th chapter, please. John 16. We know God is a spirit. And they that worship Him must worship Him how? In spirit. In spirit. 
and in truth. He had said this. He said, the words I've spoken to you are spirit and life. He said, the spirit gives life. The flesh profits nothing. God doesn't lead us through our flesh. He doesn't communicate with us through our flesh. Our flesh is not the key to getting our needs met, getting our healing, and getting our wisdom, and getting our direction. The Bible said the Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. Right? Bears witness. If you're going to call me, it does me no good to stay close to the refrigerator. Because you can't call me through the refrigerator. Let's say they've come out with a new one that I hadn't found out about. I'm sure it's possible. You're going to call me through the phone, right? God doesn't communicate to us through our flesh. Beware of going by your physical and your soulical, which is attached to your flesh, feelings. Oh, brother, people are so led by feelings. I don't know if the times of it, people say, well, I, I just feel like this, or I feel like that, or I just feel like the other, or I just don't feel, and I just feel. And I, I don't know if the times I've looked at people and said, well, just because you feel that way doesn't make it true. You can feel very strongly in an area and be completely wrong. Right? Yeah, but I feel, I just feel. That's not a leading. A feeling is not a leading. The Holy Spirit doesn't lead you through your feelings. He bears witness with your spirit. Not your feelings. Your spirit. Now, you know, even saying that, a whole lot of people don't know what you're talking about. I will. <laughs> spirit. What spirit? It's because we, as a church, we haven't been taught enough. That's why instead of us just singing half the night, I'm talking right now. We need all of it. And we can only yield to a point if we don't know who He is and we don't understand spirit as compared to flesh. Say it out loud, I'm not just flesh. I'm not just mind. I'm not just feelings. God is a spirit. I am a spirit. Brother Hagin used to talk about this. He, he'd say, you know, uh, all this money, billions and billions have been spent on the education and development of the mind. And billions and billions have been spent on the development of the body. I mean, the Olympics are going on right now. It's amazing what people are doing with their bodies. The Bible says they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. But we're supposed to train with similar tenacity and intensity for an incorruptible crown. Now that tells you something right there. You're not going to... How many understand? They didn't just wake up one morning and could go get a gold medal. Man, at the practice these guys have put in, at the development, 
It took years and years. And the Bible compares physical development to spiritual development. The principles are the same. But people haven't even been taught they are a spirit. Much less that they're to be training and developing spiritually. And that you can develop in spirit just like somebody can develop their body. Or somebody develops their mind. Say it out loud again. I'm a spirit. I'm a spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit, He's a spirit. Right? And if we're going to have a Holy Spirit service, you got to be aware of your spirit and His spirit. Not just flesh. And it's a transition. Because most people, most of the time, are only aware of this. You get up, you go to work, you come home, you clean the house, get the kids ready, you go to bed, you get up, flesh, 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 flesh. And you can live your entire life in the flesh. What does that mean? Only aware of the natural. But there's another realm. I said there's another realm. There's spirit. God is spirit. Angels are spirits. You are a spirit. There are evil spirits. There's a whole realm of spirits. And if you are really going to make a difference in this world, you've got to be aware of the real arena. Spirit. Everything that's in the flesh came out of that realm. How many know there was a time when there was no earth? There were no mountains. There were no oceans. There were no trees. There were no animals. There were no human beings. There was no matter. There was no flesh. Where did it come from? It all came from the Spirit. It all came out of God, who is Spirit. And He released words of power and faith in the Spirit. And it changed things and created natural material things. Well, how many know the same force that created all this can change it? And if you and I can learn to do things in the Spirit, we'll see changes in the flesh, changes in the natural. But if all we do is live absorbed and consumed in what we're seeing and feeling in the flesh, we will stay in it and we'll be locked to it and limited to it. Said out loud, there's more to life than this flesh. Did you go to John 16? John 16. John 16 and 13. How be it when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of Himself. Whatever He shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you. Somebody say, show you. Show well, if he shows you, what would that mean? That means you're seeing. Right? And if you're seeing, that means you can follow. 
Oh, come on, glory to God. You can follow. If we can see. Now, we're not talking about seeing with our natural eyes. But if we can see Him, we can follow Him. If we can hear Him, we can follow Him. If we can sense Him and know what He's saying, what He's doing, we can have really spiritual happenings and true spiritual services and not just Friday night or Sunday morning at your house on a Tuesday afternoon. You can get things and know stuff and do things that change the material world. Yes, you. You. You don't have to be a preacher. You. There's so much stuff that's been done in the name of the Lord that's not the Lord. So much stuff that's been done called spiritual that was actually flesh. And the reason why people can do so much of it is because so many people don't know the difference. They're just oblivious. And if somebody pops up and says, this is the Holy Ghost, they just go, okay. And it can be absolutely not the Holy Ghost, just flesh, flesh, flesh. And yet people go, oh, wow. That was the Holy Ghost. Because they don't know any better. They don't know any different. I do not want to have a church where only four or five people in the whole church know anything about if it's the Lord or not. I have the, the conviction that if we do our job right, the least of us, the person that got born again three weeks ago, right? Already learning how to be led by the Spirit. Already knowing how to walk by faith. Right? And hard to fool. Hard to deceive. Friend, listen. If you're born again, you have the Spirit. What did He say? He said, uh, if a man's not born again, he can't see the kingdom of God. Yeah, but are you born again? That's a little weak. Are you born again? Then you have the Spirit. I said, you have the Spirit. And you know the Spirit. You already know Him. If you're really born again, you already know Him. Now, you don't know all there is to know about Him, not by a long shot, but you know Him. You've met Him. You're acquainted with Him. You're familiar with who He is. You met Him when you got born again. Wherever it was, at the altar, riding in your car, watching the TV, five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, fifty years ago, you know when you met Him. If you don't know when you met Him, it means you haven't. And you need to meet Him tonight. <laughs> you need to get right tonight. Well, I don't know. I've just always believed in the Lord. No, no. You must be born again. And if you have been, you know it. You know He's real to you. Now, you know, there are people that got born again very, very early age, and they don't maybe remember all the details, but they know that they've been aware of Him all their life. He's always been there. And they know Him. He's real. 
People who really know the Lord don't talk about principles. They talk about the person of the Lord, that they know Him, that He's real to them. And the Holy Spirit is a person. He's in us. I said He's in us. Somebody say, He's in me. The Holy Spirit is in me. He's in me. He's in me. Should you be aware of Him? Should you know what He's saying to you? Should you know that He's leading you to do something or checking you to not do something? Yes, you should. You should be aware of this every day, every night, not just during church time. And what we're describing is walking in the Spirit. Doesn't mean you're in a trance half the time. Doesn't mean you're having a vision. It just means you're aware of more than this. You're aware of God, who is Spirit. He's in you. You're aware. Go to the 14th chapter of John, please. Can you take some more of this tonight? I believe it's important. I believe the Lord's preparing us for some, some wonderful things that are coming. We need to get our, our, our thinking ready. John 14, verse 16. John 14, 16 says, I'll pray the Father. He'll give you another comforter that He may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, now get this, get this, whom the world, what? Cannot receive Him. Why? Why? They don't see Him. You do understand, there are millions of people that think we are nuts for being here tonight. We're, we're, what's the word? We're gullible. We're just simple folks that believe in superstition. Because to them, there is no such thing as a Holy Spirit. Right? For as their concern doesn't exist. They've had no experience with any such thing. All they know is what? Flesh, this flesh world, this material world. It's all they know, and if they can't see it, smell it, hear it, put it under a microscope, put it in a test tube, then it doesn't exist. But they're wrong. I said they're wrong. If you believe in Jesus, you can't believe that. Because the whole story of Jesus, anybody read the gospel accounts? Matthew, Mark? Luke and John, the whole story of Jesus is spirit, 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 right? He's baptized in the river Jordan, and what happens? Somebody speaks to him. <laughs> and they're not physically there, present. I mean, it's not a man, it's not a woman. Who is it? You're my beloved son. And who, who's talking to him? Who's talking to Him? And the Spirit descends on Him. 
in the bodily shape and form as a dove. What came on him? What was that? Wasn't flesh. Somebody say spirit. Spirit. Did Jesus walk in the spirit? Was he aware of the realm of spirits? Was he aware of the Father? Was he aware of the Holy Spirit? Was he aware of human spirits? Was he aware of evil spirits? He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. How many understand he was aware of much more than rocks and sand out there? What was he aware of? We know he was aware of the devil. He was aware of temptation. And he came out in the power of the Spirit. Power of what? Not the flesh. Power of the Spirit. And notice, what was he doing all those days? Putting the flesh under. Wasn't he? Why? The more you feed the flesh, the more aware of the flesh you're going to be. The more you feed the Spirit and exercise the Spirit, the more aware of the Spirit you're going to be. And since the Holy Spirit is Spirit, and He's in your Spirit, the more aware of your own Spirit you are, the more aware of Him you'll be. Jesus was aware of angels, wasn't He? They came and ministered to Him, didn't they? He was aware of evil spirits, wasn't he? He he took authority over spirits that caused deafness in people and blindness in people and weakness and infirmity in people, didn't he? Now, he didn't always do that on every occasion. Sometimes he, did, he laid hands on people with similar ailments and they were healed. And there's been so much made... People have written books. They have come up with rules. You have to do this or you can't do this. And there is, if anybody ever comes out with a 5,000 volume set of what to do in every circumstance and how to minister to every sickness and every problem, save your money. Because it's never always this way. Every time it's this, it's always this. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because that's you trying to make spiritual decisions looking at flesh. Anybody with me tonight or not? You're trying to discern spiritual reality looking at the flesh? You can't do it. What's your symptoms? What did you do? You're looking at the natural. You're looking at the flesh. There's only one way to minister in the Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. And you won't know from day to day. You won't know from case to case what to do until He tells you. Until He shows you. And we got people by the scores, and whether it's through ignorance or pride, whichever, they have set up their own rules, and they're just doing things, and they're going through the gyrations, and many, many people are deriving no benefit from it at all, even though it's a lot of sweat and a lot of noise. When it's all said and done, they're still still bound, still not free, 
There's only one way to minister effectively. Not just talking about for preachers. Talking about for everybody. What do you do when your child is sick? What do you do when you ain't got enough money to pay your bills? What do you do? There's no pat answer. And that's what people are looking for. People are looking for what to do in this circumstance. Tell me. Tell me what to do. Okay, now I know if it ever comes up again, that's what I do. <laughs> Wrong. I know we hear it and people sometimes get tired of hearing it, but the answer to a million and one questions is be led. Be led. Why don't people like that answer? They're not aware of Him. They're only living the flesh. Just tell me what to do. I don't know what to do unless He tells me. Well, good enough. You ask Him, He'll tell you, then you tell me. Don't always work. I know uh, uh, several years ago, uh, I, I came to the Lord on somebody else's behalf, and I was asking him. He said, they can come to me for their self. I thought, okay. Move to the next subject, right? I mean, that's because they can. They can. And a whole lot of stuff is just none of my business. I don't need to know. Every, this is one of the things that makes our covenant so much better than the first covenant. Do we have a better covenant established on better promises? We got a better mediator. Why? Because in that day, only a few people had any awareness or dealings with the Holy Spirit. The prophet did, the king might, a deliverer might. But now in our day, he said they was coming to pass when they'd not say everyone to the, to their brother, know the Lord. He said they'll all know me from the least to the greatest. Is that also, could you say, they can all be led by the Spirit. They can all know me. Yeah, that's what Romans is talking about. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. Spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. We're the children of God. The world can't receive Him. Why? Read the rest of it for me, please. What? They, they can't, it's up on the screen here, the, the Spirit of truth, the world cannot receive. Why? Because it doesn't see Him and doesn't know Him. As far as they're concerned, there is no Holy Spirit. There is a Holy Spirit. There is the Creator God. There is Jesus. He's risen from the dead. He's got a flesh and bone body. You can touch just like this one. But He's sitting at the right hand. Of the Father of all spirits. And the Holy Spirit is here. Angels are spirits. They're here. There are evil spirits. And it seems like people have a tendency to get in one ditch or the other. Either they just live in the flesh and there is no spirit world. Or they come right across the rightly divided truth, get in the ditch, and all that talks about evil spirits. Demons, 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 demons. And everything's a demon. And there's demons behind every bush and under every table. And, and people will say, they've got three or four demons need casting out, and you've got nine or ten that needs casting out. 
had one fellow uh, tell a minister that I know. He asked him, he's a preacher, and he asked him, he said, how are you doing today? He said, oh, pretty good. I already cast three spirits out of myself this morning. <laughs> he's just playing games. This is not reality. But there are spirits. And one reason why people don't learn and grow any more than they do is because Everything in the world is geared to put fear in you about the devil. And if you say demon, ooh, I don't want to talk about demons. Ooh, I'd, I'd just rather not think about that. See how quiet it got? I mean, no, Brother Keith, let's just be happy and sing. Demons, demons, everything in the world, in worldly movies, shows, books that talk about demons, they are something to be afraid of. They're something to be terrified of. And it's all lies. I said it's all lies. And we shouldn't watch horror films. Because it plants deception seed in people. Anything that produces fear is not of God. And you shouldn't feed on it. You shouldn't, shouldn't let it in you. Shouldn't watch it. The devil wants everybody to either believe he doesn't exist or to be scared spitless of him. Neither one of which is true. I said neither one of which is true. He exists. There are evil spirits, a lot of them. They're angels. They're human spirits. Human spirits on the earth, human spirits under the earth, human spirits above. Millions of them. Spirits. Just because you can't see them don't mean they're not there. But no child of God should have any fear of an evil spirit. None. In fact, if you find out who you are and you find out what you've got, you'll discover they are actually afraid of you. And that's one thing the devil certainly does not want anybody to know and find out because he wants to intimidate and terrify the masses. But Jesus is the perfect example of a man Walking in the Spirit. Isn't He? Did He walk in the Spirit? Was He aware of the Father? Was He aware of the Holy Spirit? Was He aware of angels? And He was aware of evil spirits. Can you imagine Jesus being afraid of an evil spirit? The devil himself came to Jesus in the wilderness, didn't He? Came... I, 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 he saw him, maybe. We know he heard him. I don't know. Did Jesus act like he was afraid? No. What did he say? Get behind me. <laughs> Can you imagine Jesus being afraid, going, Ooh, that's the devil. Ooh, it's an evil spirit. Ooh. That's creepy. 
Ooh. Can you imagine Jesus being the least bit afraid of an evil spirit? Do you understand that He is in you? Come on now, the same spirit that was on Him and in Him is in you and on you. Do you understand that the same authority He walked in has been given to you in His name? Then it is ridiculous. For Christians to be afraid of evil spirits. But these kind of deceptions and believing lies and ignorance is keeping millions out of spiritual reality. People go, ooh, ooh, I, I don't want to even hear about that. I don't, ooh, no, I just want to go to church and be happy and, and you just want to live in the flesh. You don't want to deal with reality. You want to pretend there is nothing else except this. I believe God is bringing us into a time of reality, of spiritual things. And that we will see more. And we will know more. And we will hear more. Anybody with me in here tonight now? And uh, as we do... Everybody will have to deal with it. People go, did they say an evil spirit? <laughs> We're not talking about imaginary. We're not talking about allegory. We're not talking about actual evil spirit, angel, Holy Spirit. We're having a big time tonight, aren't we? If we're going to see results like Jesus had in His ministry, which is the will of God for us. The Bible said the servant's not above his master. Nobody is or ever can be, ever will be. But everyone that is perfect or fully developed will be as his master. Is it possible for us to see ministry on the level of what Jesus operated in when He was here? And there? It's not only possible, it's what He's called us to. It's what He desires. In fact, He said, the works I do, you'll do also, and greater works than these will you do. Why? Because I'm going on. If I stayed here, they'd just get greater and greater. But I'm going on. But how many know His ministry is supposed to continue through the church? How did He minister? Hmm? Did he deal with spirits? Did he hear the Holy Spirit? He said, I only say what I hear. I only do what I see. And numerous times he dealt with spirits. He said, shut up. Come out of them. Didn't he? He dealt with things. Reality. It didn't stop with him. How many remember reading about it in the book of Acts? Paul did the same thing. Peter did the same thing. Why? Because if you're really dealing with reality and things are being changed, that's how it has to be. You can't just live in the flesh. You have to be aware of something else, something more, the Spirit. The book of Acts is the Holy Spirit book. They, you've read it, right? I mean, we've read it. If you've been here for any length of time, we've read it in our regular chapter reading. Virtually every chapter it's something about the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit forbade, the Holy Spirit uh, led, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. They were so aware of Him, weren't they? Yes, Not just each other, but of Him. Yes. 
They were aware of Him. If we've got the right kind of church, that's how we'll be. Won't we? That's how we'll be. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Why aren't more people already like that? Exactly. The flesh. This will hold you out. You can live your whole life just this. Go with me to Galatians, please. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Jesus said, The Spirit is willing. One translation said, The Spirit is ready. But the flesh is what? I know one of the first times I had much of an experience in the Spirit. Uh, I just said it over and over half the night. The flesh will hold you out. The flesh will hold you out. The flesh will. I, I had seen how this was, had been here all the time, and it was available, and we just live oblivious to it because the flesh will hold you out. The flesh will hold you out. If you feed the flesh, you're more aware of the flesh. How do you feed the flesh? We know feeding, you know, the body is not just. All there is to feed in the flesh. you got to eat. But you don't have to be consumed by food either. And just think about food night and day. Fasting will help you. And you don't have to fast 40 days and nights. <laughs> hmm? Skipping a meal. Leaving off dessert. Leaving off something you really like. Hmm? Helps you. It helps you. God's not moved by your fasting. Don't misunderstand. God's not, God's not going to move just because you fasted. Fasting helps you. Helps you to be alert and aware of things you wouldn't have been aware of other, otherwise. But feeding the flesh includes worldly stuff. Ungodly magazines. Ungodly movies. Ungodly TV shows. And we live in the media age. Don't we? And you don't even have to raise your hand. I know. You have watched entirely too much junk. I have. We have. But can it hold you out? If all you're aware of is worldly junk, it makes you carnal. It makes you flesh-minded. You went to Galatians, didn't you? Yes. Why don't you uh, go by Romans first? <clears throat> Romans 8, then maybe we'll go to Galatians. Why are we talking about this tonight? Hmm? We, we've had a taste of some things of the Spirit. Hmm? And we've had a lot of junk phony stuff, people that are living carnal lives, but they are trying to portray spiritual ministry. And you got masses of people that don't know enough (laughs) 
They just accept it and swallow it. Hook, line, and sinker. It's sad. It's sad. But friend, we can have the real thing. I said we can have the real thing. And not just in the service when you come to church. It's your house. When you're going down the road in your car. The real thing. But you're going to have to change. And I have to change. If we want the fullness of this. We have to cut off some flesh. There are some things we can do. That will immediately make us more aware of Him. But it's easier to just live in the flesh. Isn't it? Sure, you, me. It's easier to just live in this. Oh, but friends, when you read about Jesus' life and ministry, the miracles, the deliverances, glory to God, the things that glorified God, the signs and wonders, the amazing thing. Do we really just have to look back longingly at what happened with them? Or do we really serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever? And His will is exactly the same. In fact, it's His will that more be happening now than then. Well, then why isn't it? Flesh. Flesh. Whose flesh? <laughs> Your flesh. <laughs> My flesh. We all got it. Flesh. What does flesh want to do? What does flesh want to do every day? Flesh out. <laughs> every day. Flesh wants to overeat. Flesh never wants to exercise. Flesh wants to watch junk all the time. Hmm? Flesh doesn't want to work. Flesh. Flesh. Don't want to come to church. Don't want to pray. Nope. Let the preacher pray. That's what we hired him for. <laughs> You're laughing, but you know. And you can do it. We can do it. And we'll live a little shallow life. And it's about this long, so it'll be over soon, one way or the other. And I think a whole, whole lot of people are going to slip out of this body when they breathe their last. Talking about saved people that love the Lord. And they're going to get to heaven, and for the first several days, they're going to go, Oh, Wow. You mean, I could have, and I could have had, and we could have done. Oh, so I thought there's no tears in heaven. No, the Bible said he's going to wipe them away. <laughs> that means they were there. <laughs> Thank God he's going to fix it for us, and we're going to get past it. And But... There's so much we can have right here and now. But the flesh, if we let it, hold us out. Romans 8. Romans 8. Now, this is not the kind of message that everybody necessarily wants to hear. And why does most people not want to hear it? 
<laughs> there you go. Flesh. Your flesh don't want to hear about flesh being put under. No. He said, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Don't stop. Who what? Walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Why? Because if you yield to the flesh all the time, you are going to have condemnation. And you're going to live in condemnation. Don't have to. But you will. You know it. I know it. Verse 2. For the law of the Spirit, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Thank God. Verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Who walk how? Not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Read that out loud with me two or three times. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Say it again. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. One more time. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You can say it like this. Who don't follow the flesh, but they follow the Spirit. Your flesh has desires. Your flesh will pull you. The Holy Spirit in your spirit will lead you and draw you. And it's your choice, my choice, which one we yield to every day of our life. Right? Walking after the Spirit doesn't mean you're in a trance most of the time at all. It means you're following what you're aware of in your spirit instead of following your flesh, what your flesh wants. And it is a challenge every day. That's what we were talking about. Um, Galatians, go ahead, hold your place in Romans and turn over the Galatians talks about this. We're making progress a little bit. Let's stay with it. Galatians 5, 16. What does it say? Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Can you do both? No, you cannot. Instead of just trying to not yield to the flesh, there's a better way. Amen. Hmm? I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to look at that. I'm not going to do those drugs. I'm not going to do them. I'm not going to do them. I'm not going to do them. People that do that, usually what happens? They do them. What it, how, how can you not do it? Walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust, the lust means strong desire of the flesh. How can you keep from giving in and yielding? Walk in the Spirit. Does, but do most of the church know what that means? Not a foggy clue. What does it mean? 
What does it mean, walk in the Spirit? It is not complicated. It is not hard. It is not falling into trance. It's not being caught up to the third heaven. What is walking in the Spirit? You understand, everybody's supposed to be walking in the Spirit. This is for every child of God. Every believer, every day, you, me, tonight, tomorrow, supposed to be walking in the Spirit. Masters of Christians don't even try. They've decided, I'm not spiritual. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a prayer. I just love the Lord. How do you walk in the Spirit? Hold your place there. Well, no, no, excuse me. Let, me. let me read this, then we'll go back to Romans. Walk in the Spirit and what? You won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit. And the Spirit, in other words, lusteth against the flesh. And these are what? contrary the one to the other so you cannot do the things that you would that's what I was saying that night I I got caught up in the spirit for a bit and I, I, I the Lord was more real to me than I had ever imagined him being and I saw some things and knew some things and for the next day or so I just kept saying the flesh the flesh will hold you out the flesh will hold you out I was seeing how these things are available to us, we can live like this. We can walk like this. We can live in an awareness of God. But the flesh will hold you out. The flesh will hold you out. Isn't that what he's saying here? They're contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. Flesh. Flesh. The flesh wants to do this. The Spirit's leading you to do that. You got this every day. Every one of us have it every day. And you can choose to just live in the flesh and walk in the flesh and follow after what your flesh wants to do. Or you can yield to the Spirit and follow what the Spirit of the Lord's leading you to do. And in order to do that, you got to put your flesh under You can't do what your flesh wants to do to do this. I know this don't necessarily make you want to run the aisle right now. But why wouldn't it? Because your flesh don't want to hear it. Because if you you really do it, it means you're not going to get to do some stuff that your flesh wants to do. You're going to have to put your flesh under. You're going to have to turn the TV off. You're going to have to push the plate back. You're going to have to pray instead of play. Oh, boy. You feel that? But, friend, this is what stands between us and miracles that could shake the whole city and the whole state and the country. Be a light of things that could change. Change. Because... When when the reality of God is manifest and the Word begins to get out that it really is God and it's real, I'm telling you people are hungry all over the planet for reality. 
That's why people flock by the thousands to junk. Because they're hoping it's real. And then fads are just that. They're here and then they're gone. But God's never changed. And the way Jesus walked has never changed. We can have it. I said we can have it. And you don't have to do you don't have to do some bizarre things. You don't have to break any records. You just have to every day follow what the Spirit of God prompts you to be aware, monitor, watch, and be honest with yourself. I said be honest with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Are you still in Galatians? Walk in the Spirit, and what? You will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If you're at the right place doing the right thing, you're not at the wrong place doing the wrong thing. Hmm? You can't get in a fight and get hurt in a bar tonight. Because you ain't there. You're in church. (laughs) Huh? You can't OD tonight. Because you're in here. Getting your fix of the Word. You can't get shot committing adultery. Well, some jealous spouse. Because you're not over there. You're here. Talking about putting the flesh under. (laughs) Right? I know it sounds oversimplified, but it's the truth. That's what he's talking about. Follow the leadings of the Spirit. How many know you you could be somewhere else tonight? You could have followed your flesh somewhere else and been in a completely different situation. And it could have been an open door. If you're supposed to be here, no other place is safe. I said, if you're supposed to be here now, no other place is safe. Oh, friends, are you getting that? Do you hear me? We've got to teach our children this. We've got to teach our teenagers this. We've got to practice it ourselves. Once we've learned and come into the knowledge of this, we can't act like the unsaved world. We can't just go where we want to do, go and, and do what we want to do when it strikes us. We can open, you can open the door like that. Wrong place, wrong time. It's why so many are no longer with us. Learn to be led. How do you walk in the Spirit? You check all the time. All the time you're checking in here. I said, all the time, you're checking in here. You're not trying to hear voices. You're not trying to have hot flashes, cold flashes, feelings, goosebumps. None of that. None of that. You're looking for the witness or a check. You're looking for a witness or a check. And you check, you, you check yourself all the time. Before you go anywhere, before you do anything, before you answer, you're checking this all the time. And when you get it, no matter if it's completely contrary to what your flesh wanted to do, you 
follow that. You trust in the Lord with all your heart. And you don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, you acknowledge Him. And what does He do? He shall direct your paths. And when you learn how to do it, glory to God, you can be led by the Lord even in the small things of life. You can wind up consistently at the right place at the right time. And things will happen for you. Favor and blessings and sparing and protection. Oh, glory to God. What is that? It's walking in the Spirit. It's just following the greater one who's inside of you. Go back to Romans, please. Singers and band, y'all can make your way back up. Romans, 8th chapter, if you were holding that. He said, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do what? Somebody said earlier in in the service, tell us again. This is it right here. This is the answer to the question we were dealing with. How do you walk in the Spirit? This is it right here. Verse 3, they that are after the flesh, they that walk after the flesh, they do what? Mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit... In other words, they mind the things of the Spirit. Verse 6, keep reading. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind... Now just stop right here. We need definition. It's not because this stuff is hard to understand. It's because the devil opposes you. He resists you understanding. He tries to make it complicated and hard because if you see light, He can't handle you anymore. The only thing He can do is keep you in the dark. Try to keep you confused. What is the carnal mind? The carnal mind, you've got to go right back to the verse that came before, is minding things of the flesh and the natural. Keeping the things of the flesh on your mind. Natural things. Is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh. Oh, somebody say, I'm not in the flesh. But in the Spirit. He said, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, does He? Now, people that are not born again, they are totally in the flesh. It's all they see. It's all they know. It's what the Bible said. The world cannot receive Him. Why? They don't see Him. They are totally oblivious to God. And He set it up that way. One verse said, He's a God who hides Himself. Why? He said to His disciples, He said, the world won't be able to see Me. But you can They said, how? One of them said, how are you going to show yourself to us but not to them? 
He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And if you do, I'll love you and will manifest myself to you. I'll let you see me. It's a privilege to know the Lord. It's a privilege to see Him. And these unbelievers that stand up and go, there is no God. If there's a God, prove it to me. You don't deserve to see Him. Well, show me and I'll believe. Wrong. You ain't God. You can't tell Him how to you know, reveal Himself to you and how it's supposed to be set up. He has set it up so that if you believe Him, He will reveal Himself to you. Well, I'll believe if you'll show me. Then you'll just, him that's ignorant, be ignorant still. Right? Well, there is no God. Well, you can believe that. Try to if you want to. But as soon as you breathe your last, you'll not believe it anymore. You'll slip out of here and discover there is a world of the Spirit. And there's spirits everywhere. He said... You're not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. But if Christ be in you, the body's dead because of sin. Do you know that? This body's already dead. Did you know it? It's on its way out right now. You did know that, right? Oh, Brother Keith, don't say that. You need to know it. It's on its way out. It's it's death. Sin has killed it. And it's just taken it a while (laughs) to work out. (laughs) But, but, (laughs) the Spirit is life. Some translations say alive. Because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. How many know it's going to get fixed? Even though the body is dead, it's going to be changed. It's going to become immortal, incorruptible. Thank you, Lord. Verse 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. For you've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you've received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. And the Spirit itself, many translations say, Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet, everybody. Do we know the Lord? Do we have His Spirit? Can we be aware every day and every night? Close your eyes for a little bit. Can we be aware more of Him than we are of this natural world? Is it possible? Yes, we can. But it won't happen just yielding to the flesh all day and all night. It only happens if we yield to the promptings and urgings of the Holy Spirit. It helps to feed your spirit on spirit food, the Word of God. It helps to exercise your spirit. Because the stronger your spirit is, the more aware of your spirit you are. Praying in the Spirit is a good exercise. Praising and worshiping God 
is a good exercise. Confessing faith and the Word is a good exercise. Everybody said out loud, I'm a spirit. The Holy Spirit's in me. The greater one's in me. I'm alive in the Spirit. And because I live in the Spirit, I can walk in the Spirit. I choose to follow the leadings of the Spirit. I choose to follow after the Spirit instead of the flesh. Now pray in the Spirit for a bit. Stir up yourself. Stir up your faith. Stir up your spirit.